I, Esme Garland, do not approve of mess. This is unfortunate, because ever since I woke up this morning, I've had a feeling that I might be in one. I sip my tea and wonder if I've forgotten to submit a paper, pay the rent, feed Stella's cat. Nothing springs to mind. I reflect that as I can't even name it, the likelihood of a genuine mess is remote. I carry on sipping my tea, and I look out on Broadway beneath my window. The buildings cut the sunlight so abruptly in New York that the shadows look like a child has made them with scissors and black paper. The sun floods the cross streets in the mornings, and the east sides of all the avenues are in deep shadow. The sharp light is one of the things I love here. The sharp light. The sharp people. I like waking up to the sun streaming in. When I arrived here, I had schooled myself to expect a first year's room. A freshman's room, they would say. One that had a tiny window with a view of a fire escape. I opened the door of this apartment back in August, and there was the sun, streaming, streaming. It's a studio, which means it's one room with a bathroom. It's a good word, though. It works makes you think that you're part of the fraternity of starving artists who have struggled in garrets for centuries. It's right above a 24-hour deli, so it's not quiet, but a view of Broadway curving its way through the rigid grid of streets like a stream. It's October now, and I still can't get over it. Irv Franks in 14D is lowering a basket down past my window. It has the usual shopping list and $20 bill pegged to the string. I check that one of the Koreans from the deli below is waiting for the basket. He is. He's smiling. Everyone, wherever they come from, knows that this is a funny way to replay village life in this way. Everyone is pleased that it works. I didn't come to New York to escape the confines of my small town in England. I didn't imagine I could better express my personality in New York, nor that the city could rejuvenate my flagging spirits. My spirits rarely flag. I haven't made that mistake or achieved the hope of thinking New York might be my sanctuary or my redemption. Columbia University offered me a place to study art history and threw in a scholarship for good measure. Nowhere else offered any money. Therefore, I am in New York. Things didn't seem promising initially. I arrived like everyone else did. After swearing that I wasn't a spy or guilty of moral turpitude and that I hadn't got any snails... In the first bewildering moments outside JFK on a Friday night in the rain, I stared out at veering yellow cabs, airport staff screaming abuse at cowboy operators, sleek limos nosing along the bedlam, the whole teetering on the brink of chaos. I thought, as so many people do, this is impossible. I won't be able to manage this. But then, we do manage. We managed to get into the city at night without being murdered and wake up the next day still alive, and shortly afterwards, we're striding down Broadway in the sun. I don't have to go to college today. I'm going to meet Mitchell for lunch, but first I'm going to the Edward Hopper exhibition at the Whitney Museum. I'm here to do a PhD in art history on Wayne Tibord. I think Hopper is an influence on him. Tibord paints pictures of cakes. Or should I say now that I'm getting the hang of it, that he illustrates the demotic nature of America 
at the same time as achieving a fine poignancy and awaking a never-quite-fast-asleep nostalgia for the prolapsarian innocence of a younger America, while staying within a formal rigour of terms of composition. Anyway, the lollipops and the cakes and the gumball machines are great. I step across the hall to Stella's apartment to give Earl the cat fresh water and food. He slinks around my legs while I sort it all out. I'm early. I can walk down Broadway for a while. Outside Brunori's market, there is watercress bedded in ice, great boxes of lush dark cherries, asparagus bound with violet bands. It is owned by Iranians, who have sounded out the mood of the Upper West Side and given themselves an Italian history and flavour. I go inside. It smells at first of warm bread baked with raisins and cinnamon. If you move a couple of inches to the right, it smells like fresh coffee. If you go over to the produce aisle, it smells cold.